Today on the Weekend Bible, the children of Israel gave more than enough material to start work on the Tabernacle of Meeting. And thus the craftsmen get right to work. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Weekend Audio Bible. My name is Daniel King. So last week we went over Exodus chapter 35. And for a brief moment here, Moses reminds the children of Israel about God's requirements for the Sabbath. But more importantly, he asks the children of Israel to give freely of giving hearts, material and goods for the service of the tabernacle. Gold, silver, precious yarn, stones, all kinds of wood. And God specifically called out people by name to be craftsmen and to head the building of the tabernacle. Now today in Exodus chapter 36, we find that the people had given more than enough material to commence construction of the tabernacle, so much so that Moses had to send word out telling people to no longer bring material because they had way too much. It's said that the people had to be restrained from bringing, which showed a great interest and great desire for the children of Israel to build a tabernacle for the Lord. In spite of all their shortcomings, they wanted to serve the Lord above all, and thus came forward abundantly. And with that, the artisans and the craftsmen begin working on the construction of the Tabernacle of Meeting. So, without further ado, let's begin. And Bezalel and Holiab, and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding, to know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. Then Moses called Bezalel and Oliab, and every gifted artisan, in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued to bring him free will offerings every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from his work he was doing, and they spoke to Moses, saying, The people bring so much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment, and they all caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing, for the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done, Indeed, too much. Then all the gifted artisans among them who worked in the tabernacle made ten curtains woven of fine linen and of blue, purple, and scarlet thread. With artistic designs of cherubim, they made them. The length of each curtain was twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain was four cubits. The curtains were all the same size, and he coupled five curtains to one another and the other five curtains he coupled to one another. He made loops of blue yarn on the edge of the curtain, on the selvage of one set. Likewise he did on the outer edge of the other curtain, on the second set. 
50 loops he made on one curtain and 50 loops he made on the edge of the curtain on the end of the second set. The loops held one curtain to another. And he made 50 clasps of gold and coupled the curtains to one another with the clasps that it might be one tabernacle. He made curtains of goat's hair for the tent over the tabernacle. He made 11 curtains and the length of each curtain was 30 cubits and the width of each curtain was four cubits. The eleven curtains were the same size. He coupled five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves. And he made fifty loops on the edge of the curtain, that is most outermost in one set. And fifty loops he made on the edge of the curtain of the second set. He also made fifty bronze claps to couple the tent together. Then it might be one. Then he made a covering for the tent of ram skins, dyed red, and a covering of badger skins above that. For the tabernacle, he made boards of acacia wood, standing upright. The length of each board was ten cubits, and the width of each board a cubit and a half. Each board had two tenons for binding one to another. Thus he made for all the boards of the tabernacle. And he made boards for the tabernacle. Twenty boards for the south side. Forty sockets of silver he made to go under the twenty boards. Two sockets under each of the boards for its two tenons. And for the other side of the tabernacle, the north side, he made twenty boards, and there forty sockets of silver, two sockets under each board. For the west side of the tabernacle, he made six boards. He also made two boards for the back corners of the tabernacle. And they were coupled at the bottom and coupled together at the top by one ring. Thus he made both of them for the two corners. So that there were eight boards and their sockets, sixteen sockets of silver, two sockets under each of the boards. And he made bars of acacia wood, five for the boards on one side of the tabernacle, five bars for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the tabernacle on the far side westward. And he made the middle bar to pass through the boards from one end to the other. He overlaid the boards with gold, made their rings of gold, to be holders for the bars, and overlaid the bars with gold. And he made a veil of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. It was worked with an artistic design of cherubim. He made for it four pillars of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold, with their hooks of gold, and he cast four sockets of silver for them. He also made a screen for the tabernacle door, of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, made by a weaver, and its five pillars with their hooks, and he overlaid their capitals and their rings with gold, but their five sockets were bronze. And that will conclude today's reading. Now, despite everything that had happened in the past several chapters, the children of Israel were eager to make the Lord their God. And I think this whole desire of people who just brought forward, remember, Moses told the people to give freely of, of whoever God laid on their hearts to give. 
It wasn't mandatory. There was no forcing for it to happen. People willfully gave out of the goodness of their heart and their desire to serve the Lord. Now, you might make the argument that they kind of did out of fear, which might be fair enough, but I feel that there is something to be learned here. And that is, in spite of ourselves, in spite of our own shortcomings, it should be our heart's desire to serve the Lord in whatever capacity that may be. I know my own shortcomings. I know my problems. But I don't have to fear serving the Lord, and I don't have to serve him in fear of punishment. No. Scripture says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this is not the kind of fear that you would expect, you know, like you're afraid someone's going to break into your house and mess you up or whatever. No, this is the kind of fear that is of respect, which is something that I personally have gained a lot of for my Lord and Savior. For the fact that the Lord sent his son to die for me, of all people, and that he desires to have a truly personal relationship with me, that's a lot to take in. And it's out of the goodness of my heart and in spite of my own sin that I will continue to follow the Lord all the days of my life. He freely gave to me salvation and mercy, and I will freely give to him all that I have. And like I said, I have a lot of shortcomings. But in spite of those shortcomings, I am going to love and follow and serve the Lord anyway. It would be my encouragement to anybody who's listening to not be afraid of what you think God's going to do. Because you might be among those people who are like, well, God can't forgive me for this. He can't forgive me for that. I can't do ministry because I did this and that. I know I would mess it up because of A, B, and C. But let me tell you from firsthand experience, that's not true. Whatever the excuse is, that's not true. I went through a phase where I kind of isolated myself from the idea of ministry. Like, in fact, it was when I was, in fact, it was a while after I started this podcast where I felt like, man, I am too far gone to be doing something like this. Like, I felt like I had so many shortcomings that there's no way that the Lord's going to bless what I'm going to do. But after a period of time, I realized that that is just not true. If God says I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. If he says I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. And if he says it only takes a little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed, to move a mountain, then all my problems should not be in conflict with the word of God. They can't be, because he has covered everything that I have ever done and ever could do. That's not an excuse to do bad things, but it is a relief to know that in spite of all my weaknesses and my shortcomings, he still has a place for me, not just in his kingdom, but in his calling here on earth. And the truth is, Satan would love me to fall for that lie. The lie that because of my shortcomings that I still struggle with, that God doesn't want me or doesn't want me to use him or that God won't bless what he has given me to do. I can tell you up front, that is a lie from hell. And I'm not happy that I ever believed that. To wrap it up, if you feel a shortcoming for any reason and it's keeping you from starting your walk with God or it's keeping you from taking your next step in life, whether that's to work in ministry or just to share the love of God with your neighbors, don't believe it. Don't believe it. 
God will use you where you are and how you are. Feel the freedom and feel the joy of serving the Lord in spite of yourself, because it is God who makes everything good, and not man making things good for God. And that will conclude today's episode. And as always, I want to thank you all so much for listening, spending some time with us today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. You can also get this podcast in your email by joining our mailing list. If you go to streetlightsamerica.com, right there on the homepage, you'll see a Join Our Mailing List button. Just enter in your email address and you're good to go. Also, more importantly, if you feel that you need or want prayer for anything, please feel free to reach out to me. Also, on streetlightsamerica.com on the homepage, you will find a Submit Prayer Request button. Everything is confidential and your information is never sold, never shared. We only pray that God will help you in whatever you're facing today. But as always, thank you all so much for joining us and may God bless you.